Can you hear me? Welcome to the Kids Swap Podcast, hosted by myself, Florian Simon, together with Maximilian Neville, bringing to you the international podcast about football, friends, and culture. You should sign me. Sign him up. Sign him up. Sign my boy. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay. Let's get the ball rolling. Yeah, let's go. And we're back on the Kids Were podcast. Uh, I'm with Maximilian Never again. Today, we have our very first guest on board. So before we talk about our guest, um, last week, I introduced Maximilian Never to you guys. Um, I hope you liked it, Max. You covered really, really good stuff from your youth, playing in so many different countries um, and just... Like following um, your path, um, you painted a really, really good picture of how it is um, playing for um, Barcelona, even though it was just a short spell, um, how it was to play in Italy and then taking a step to the US. Um, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, you definitely should. Um, and Max, if you still want to add something to last week's episode, now's your time. No, thank you, Flo. I loved it. And um, it was awesome interviewing and interviewing you in episode one and then you interviewing me in episode two. Um, I think it was a great way to introduce the Globetrotter series. Now we have um, our big guest, our big first guest today. Right. And um, yeah, just final thoughts. Um, one thing I didn't touch on um, in the last episode that was really important to me is that basically not only did football you know, helped me in my education. And, um, but it also formed me a, as a person and finally led me to God, which is um, where I um, was able to attend a lot of athlete in actions meetings in, um, in Chicago with my university, where we basically learn more about the Bible, more about um, religion together um, as a team of athletes across all different universities of Chicago. And um, that really led me down, I think, the right path ultimately. And um, it was just a huge blessing that this happened through the game of football. And yeah, that was the only thing I, I had forgotten to add, to be honest. Loved, loved playing in all the different countries and, and cultures. And uh, we'll hear more from me and more from you in the upcoming episodes as well. So, Yeah, um, we, we will definitely hear something from you today because um, we talked to, yeah, probably one of your best friends. You call him family. So... I give you um, um, the honor to introduce your true friend. So, yeah, I'll be introducing to you guys with a great pleasure, my friend, my brother, my family, um, OT Overtime Ba, Othello Ba, um, from Monrovia, Liberia, and um, currently playing for Miami FC in the USL Championship. He has the greatest soccer story I've ever heard, ever witnessed. He deserves everything that's come his way. One of probably, no, the most hardworking and generous person I know out there. And um, it's just an absolute pleasure to have him on the podcast today. Um, yeah, he's experienced all different levels that you can imagine of football. And um, yeah, and as, as well as he's experienced different cultures in the game. So um, yeah, Flo, you, you, you want to get started? Yeah, I'm really excited to get this going. Maxi, 
Now, hey, now I can hear you guys there. better. I'm going to go in a different room, so it's. it's can you guys hear me here? Can you? Hear yeah, me we like hear this? you the whole time, Max. You know, OT. That's always the first thing Max asks, <laughs> like when you call him. Can you hear me? <laughs> that's what, that's what. Man, that's why I put it at the beginning of the of the podcast, in the intro. First thing is, can you hear me? Yeah, <laughs> Mister Never. <laughs> Let's, you you want to, you want to, how should we get started? So what would be really interesting for me is like, you met at uh, Tennessee Wesleyan. So um, how, how was it first time when you guys met? How did it happen that you just got along so well? How did you build that um, strong friendship, that, that strong bond um, that still like connects you? You're like best friends. You're like, you're like brothers to each other. So, yeah. Basically what happened was, um, I got there um, on campus and um, some of the guys said hi to me. I think OT was there or he was, he's a nerd. So he was probably studying chemistry like always. And um, so I don't know if he was there to say hi to me, but um, then we got to the field and we had like a training session. And um, then I just sat down with the guys and we, we had a chat and um, I just heard from a lot of people that OT um, was going to go, I think play with Chattanooga FC. So I knew he was like a top, top player. And I think, You had redshirted until then, right, OT? Or did you already play? No, no, I redshirted until then. It was about to be my first season, I think. Yeah. And and then we played on the same pitch, and uh, I think we played against each other. And and um, yeah, I just knew OT was was quality. And then when I, but we didn't really. I don't know. If, did we talk that much? We talked a little bit, right? But not so much when I was there. No. So yeah. So it, you got the first part of it. Um, so it, what what it was. Um, so Max came to the trial, the um, the spring training, and um, you know, of course, Max at the time, very good footballer, doing his thing. And so I saw him, <laughs> I was like, man, he's a good player, you know. I told everyone, I said, he's a good player. You'll be a really good addition to the squad. And um, I remember we after the training that day, we do we did sit on the we sat on the same table in the cafeteria when we went back, and um, and then we had we had a bit of conversation and. Max was cool. He was chill. Seems to be down to earth. And so, um, you know, we just, from there, we just hit it. And then we just started linking up and, you know, we were training together. We talk all the time. And, um, you know, I like music and Max told me about his music and I was really interested and supported him and took him to his talent shows in Atlanta. And um, yeah, so it was fun. And then I had to help him with um just you know with everything because Max came when he came to the U <laughs> when he came to the U he was just this kid who had no he was clueless uh to some extent about how things should be done so nothing laundry. nothing really changed <laughs> <laughs> laundry um how like he just he asked like so much question about the simple things it was just so funny and so <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what i i remember because like i remember when i got there like um that's when me and ot really met like yeah. closer and and i think if i remember correctly ot was always studying in his room and i always would like knock on his room and be like oh bro let's yeah. like i didn't really know ot that well but i always was like annoying him with gustavo nelson to come yeah, outside he just wanted, he and just do, wanted something. To do something wanted to go somewhere on the weekend and it's just funny because He wants to do all this stuff at the same time. He was still scared. He was so scary. He freaked out about everything. 
like every little thing he would freak out about. <laughs> it was just funny, but he was just you know he was really nice person, really kind to um. The best memories I remember is basically I think we became good friends because um because um my wife and OT really got along well. So when my wife came to visit, they would hang out a lot. We would go eat right. together with with a couple other guys. And then uh, when my wife left, OT wrote her a, a, a goodbye oh, yeah. card. And uh, my wife never <laughs> forgot that. And um, and that's what we knew OT was was family. And I have to say, like, yeah, OT was like my my brother out there that took care of everything. And um, always he would he would drive around in his Benz in the Benzo. Hey. So we'd have the best times. Hey, speaking, <laughs> and uh, speaking of the Benz, I gave this guy my car to drive. And one time he drove it on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Max. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, it was it was just a, a test to drive in the yeah, US. It was, you, it was hard, man. Yeah, I was like, no, no, I'm not I'm you, not gonna you drive. Remember anymore. your excuse, you say you drive a different side of the road, you tell me that's why you would drive. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, Go and oh man, go ahead, sorry. And what what no, what I was gonna say is as well that um that your family in the US always took care of me and on like Thanksgiving you invited me even before Christmas and, um, and I, yeah. And, and even on Easter, like every holiday I was, I was basically at OT's family and, um, and it was just beautiful, man. And we, it was really sad when I had to leave. Um, but we stayed brothers for life and we always stayed in touch. And then we even saw each other in Miami. Um, when, um, when I went to play, uh, the Neymar tournament there and we had a good night out, um, with, with OT, with his wife, and with my my teammates from Chicago, oh, yeah. and um, yeah, and then basically now now we, we still work together, and uh, and man, OT made oh. it, so uh, he's he's living the life. Yeah, really quick to add on to that. So I remember when he was doing his music stuff, I told him I'm gonna be his manager because I was uh, you know I was driving him places around to do his music, and I was also trying to make sure because he was good at it, and I wanted him to be successful. So I was like, I'll be your manager and stuff and then uh you know he was like if you <laughs> you play ball I'll be your manager and so you know when i got the opportunity of course to play um pro ball and um and you know when i was thinking you know i was thinking about agent and stuff i was like well, max and i realized max you know he did his master and in football business and he really loved the sport so i said what am i thinking about i mean max is here he would be the perfect manager for me you know <laughs> so i just you know, I was like well you want to be my agent he goes, yeah, of course so, so and then we just and that was it and then i just said yeah for sure he's, he's my agent now and uh yeah i think uh working together with ot man it's uh ot's just a he knows how i am man i'm always i work hard but i'm like you know flow as well i'm always worried so um yeah, oh, so, good, probably has to put up with a lot with a lot on on my end when i when we're working but um no it's it's nah. an absolute pleasure honestly nah, i don't really pull up with, and um i don't pull up with a lot i just i understand you so it's it's it's, it's not hard to work with you i'll tell you that max it's not hard man i appreciate you and i i understand you i know how you are from day one you stress about even the little thing you want it to be perfect you want to get it done so <laughs> I understand you. And so, you know, it's working with you. It's fun. Thank you, brother. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was going to, I was going to say, you know, to see like to having played with you on the pitch in, um, in Tennessee, watching you against Chattanooga. That's actually one of the first things that I saw was when you, when I got to Tennessee, 
you guys played um, with Chattanooga FC in the MPSL fi- semifinal or final, I think, um, against New York Cosmos. Yeah. Um, and it was like 20,000 people in the stadium. And I, I was at the game. And yeah, I already knew, man, this guy. I was actually kind of jealous, bro, to be <laughs> honest. And, <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah. So, no, it's been a pleasure to see you grow from there you know, on the pitch um, together at Tennessee, doing some one-twos. And I know you, you got frustrated when I wouldn't defend. Um, <laughs> we, we talked about that last and, uh, week. Uh, I, I saw Max yeah. on the field as well. Um, before Max went to the US, we were in the same showcase. And I was like, yeah. dude, like, what is that guy? Like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't defend at all. Like, he only knows the he, opponent's half. Like, he's never been his own half. Really, really good going forward. But now really good coming back. I mean, I think I think he, I think he's good between <laughs> the halfway line and the opponent's box, but like, everything I mean. beyond that is like it's missing. <laughs> no defensive, yeah. No, but like when I um, when I flew to Miami right before the the pandemic, um, and I got the opportunity to watch OT train uh, with with Miami FC at the pro level, man, it was pretty insane, dude, to see how far he had come because obviously. You can't compare it to the collegiate yeah. level and seeing him along loads of XMLS players and, and like just top, top talents um, was really cool. And then, man, we're like, I watch, I try to watch almost every game um, of OT un- unless when I was doing my master's thesis, I couldn't watch so like them for like four weeks. But um, as I would at 2 a.m., I'm watching him and dude, I, I feel like he's my little brother or something. Like I'm so nervous every time he's on the ball or something or like like whenever the, the game's going on it's crazy man like no it's just insane to see it and now he's deserved that you know he's he's playing in the in the usl championship for one of the best clubs now to be honest for for two more years and uh, at least two more years yeah i think uh what's really interesting is ot you know was probably one of the only guys that came straight out of college into the the mpsl then the nisa and was in a team full of big names and he really stood out due to his work ethic, his character, his personality and his ability. And, um, and yeah, look at you now, man, like next week, did you already tell Flo who you're playing against? Yeah. yeah I gave him, yeah. yeah, I gave him a, David, gave him an idea David Beckham. Playing with, <laughs> playing with, yeah. What, what are you, what are you going to do uh, when, when Iguain is running one-on-one against hey, him? Or man, something? I'm Slide tackle him. Sure I'm going to smack him and just, you know, <laughs> let him know I'm there. <laughs> Max started with um oh it's yeah uh, came to the point already um how your path to pro was so how how did you how did you end up in the u.s how did you how did you take your step in the u.s and when in the u.s so um so i went to a i went to a private boarding school back in liberia and um and they had a connection with another private school boarding school in the u.s called baylor high school in chattanooga Tennessee. so what they do was um or what they used to do was um find the best student and also somebody with great attitude and um you know and they go through the whole the whole um kind of like a selection process where you know based on your academics and based on your 
performance and extracurriculum activities uh, that's led you and then the goal to um, the student's body, the access student body, do you think this person should go represent us in the U.S.? And then once the student body agree, then they go to the, uh, the professors, the teachers. So the teachers have to vote who's, you know, if this person is the right fit for uh, to go represent. Um, so yeah, through that process, it was a, a little lengthy process, but through that process, I was selected to come on the one year student exchange to Baylor High School, which I came to the U.S. in 2011. I was there for a year, won the state championship during that year, and then went back to Liberia to graduate for college before uh, for high school before coming back for college. So they scouted you for college while you were in the U.S. Yes, yes. So it was bit of it was bit of scout and uh, my coach. So the high school coach, he was like, man, you know, I play at this university and they would love to have you there. And so he had that connection with the head coach and also um, the family I was living with also had the connection to that university. And, you know, when they reached out to the head coach, he was like, yes, you know, we'll also have him. And so it just, it just all worked out in the garment there. Nice. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, how was, how was your transition then? I mean, when you first came to the U.S., must have been something like, I don't know, like a cultural shock coming from coming yeah. from Liberia, you come to the U.S., to Chattanooga in Tennessee. <laughs> must yeah, have been yeah, something was, different, was, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was different for sure. It was, it was, it was a, it was a lot different, you know, first the, um, you know, just the environment, just seeing things. When I first got into Atlanta airport, I was, because I, I flew by myself. I was, I was 15, yeah. 15, 16. And I flew on the air, my first time flying on the airplane. And I flew into Atlanta airport, probably like the third largest airport in, in the U.S. And uh, probably one of the biggest airports around the world. So flew into it and I'm just looking around, <laughs> like, where am I, you know? So it was my first experience on the airport and just seeing different, you know, so many different people just how busy it was and uh, just maneuver my way, you know, God and met my, uh, the, the family that I was staying with in the U.S., met them at the airport when I got outside the baggage claim. And then they took me to go, they took me to go eat and all of that. And the food, everything was different. And uh, one of the challenges was um, speaking, you know, so you had, you know, the way I spoke, I was speaking in different English then what they were, you know, what they were used to. So I would speak yeah. sometimes and they don't understand me. And I also went into my first few weeks and few months uh, at school, just trying to communicate. Communication was a bit of a challenge. And I got, I got adjusted to the full over time, but first <laughs> in the few weeks, the full was a bit, the full was a bit, uh, was a bit of a problem. Yeah. You played three years at Tennessee Wesleyan. You transferred then to, to Nova Southeastern. Yes, transfer you graduated, North or Southeastern. You graduated there 2019? 2019, yes. And with an MBA. Yeah, right. And your what what was your GPA? Uh so I got a, my GPA was 3.8 something, 8.9 or 8.5 or between 8.5, 8.9, 3.8. Okay, something, Max, yeah. Max, say it. Max, say it. Come on. Yeah. Uh you're you're also a nerd OT like <laughs> Flo and myself. Yeah, yeah. So, um, welcome to the nerd club. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're, you're a great player as well. And you just made it from college, straight from college to the professional level. You know, like a lot of the kids listening are 
players, guys, not even kids, but guys watching, listening, you know, my journey wasn't a script fly. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a jump script from, you know, college to USLC. Like you mentioned, I went through, before even playing, during my grad school, I was playing MPSL while I was in school. So mm-hmm. I went through the MPSL and then from MPSL went, came and played MPSL again with Miami when they were, you know, when they were, um, when they were in the MPSL and then play in the NISA and then from the NISA to the USLC. So there's a step-by-step process I involve, you know, sometimes, like I say, it might work for, you know, few players to jump straight from college to the top league, but it's important for, it's important for guys in college to realize you have to take it one step at a time and you just have to be consistent, work hard, you know, be humble enjoy the process, man. It's a process. You got to enjoy it and try to work your way to the top league. You know, it's doesn't, it's not, you don't just expect to get from college and get into the USLC or to the MLS. It don't work like that. That's just an unrealistic way of looking at it. And that's a great example for how important it is. Like if you, if you want to live that dream of becoming a professional football player, uh, soccer player, um, respectively, um, you, like the NPSL and the USL League Two are like these two huge stepping stones that you have to take if you want to yeah. make it from college to to a professional level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they and, they, they are they, they they um the NPSL and the USL League Two create an avenue for you to get seen. You know, because right. um, when you come from college, you know a lot of professional teams don't want they don't really get players from college to go play. Like a lot of professional teams not looking for kids from college. They're looking for experience. Kids who already play on the on the, you know, guys who already play on the professional level. And so when you go to the MPSL, which is like the lower league level, yes, you have a lot of um a lot of college players playing. So it's a good start. And then while you're playing over there, you have um what's even professional, like higher league, um, you know, scouts looking down the lower league to see if they can get some talent from over there. So it's, it creates an avenue for you to um, work your way to the top. For me, it was just great um, when I when I played NPSL. Like before coming to the US in Germany, like you play with with guys that are usually older than you. Like when you right. come up from the youth level in the US, like when you go back to college, like they're all around 18, 19, 20. So when I came to the US with 25, like I was I was by far the oldest. Um, and then playing NPSL again was was amazing because you actually played with men again and not just players that that uh, came out of the youth level like just came to college played with right. men again you played you played with experienced players it was a whole different level because it was just yeah way more experience and some yeah really yeah, really have- good players in the N twenties so. yeah the NPSL is a good level you have you have a lot of you know the NPSL is a good level. Um, like uh, again, it's the first step. Of course, it's not gonna be like the USLC or the USL, um, yeah. you know. But it's a really good start. You have, like you said, there's like there, there are some good players who, you know, who haven't made their way to the USLC or the top leagues here that play in the NPSL, and you get to experience that, and you get to compete competitively out of college, which is really good for you. Which is the first step towards your um, professional path. I had a, I had actually a question, OT, because um, I remember your first game against an MLS team wasn't actually in when you were with Miami. I think it was actually with Chattanooga FC. You guys yeah. played against Atlanta United, mm-hmm. and that was actually their first ever game 
I think, as a franchise. Mm-hmm. And you played against like players like Piti Martinez, um, Joseph Martinez, who got, I think he was um, Miguel Almiron, who's at Newcastle now. Miguel, yes. And uh, Kenwin Jones, right, who played in the Premier League as well. Yeah. Julian, how, how Julian, Julian Gressel, the German. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and how, was the, how was it when you were as an MPSL player facing these guys? What do you think the difference was there and then compared to Miami when you played against, you know, some MLS teams last season and preseason? You know, how would you say is the difference between the MPSL, USLC and MLS that you've experienced so far? Okay, so the MPSL, when I, so just, I'll go one step at a time. The MPSL, when I was playing at Chattanooga and when we played against um, Atlanta United, so um, Chattanooga at the time had a really good team. You know, the team was good. Um, but when you, and um, before, before we get to uh, the MLS, at the time, Chattanooga was also playing against teams from in. Uh, we played against um, Middlesbrough. We played against Shivas. We played against these top teams, right? So we played Middlesbrough. Yeah. So we had some kind of test of how, you know, a higher level. So when we got to the, the uh, when we're playing against the MLS, it was different. The MLS is way different than the MPS. You know, the speed of play, the technique, the um, you know, the accuracy, just you know, the the intensity. That's one thing. The intensity. These guys were machine, fast <laughs> passing. Everything was just you know, like touches. Everything was you know, it was it was quite different than what we were used to. Even when we played Middlesbrough U23, the kids were playing with a lot of intensity compared to the MPS. Like the MPS, again, you have kids just coming from college, although you have some experience, but you have a lot of players just coming from college. Then you go to the MLS where you have these guys already playing professional, some of them since they were 17, uh, you know, in the country, and you're playing against them. They're used to that kind of intensity, that kind of, like, you know, level of talent. It was just, it's just different from the MPS. Now, if you move to um, Miami, now the difference between, you know, one thing I'm realizing now that MLS, the intensity in the MLS and the USLC is slightly different. It's not that much of like players that are great because what you need to realize is you have players going back and forth. So you have players from in the yeah. USLC that goes to the MLS, players from the MLS that come down. So what it does is kind of bring some of that MLS intensity or level to the USLC. So the level is not that much different, but then again, you still have really experienced player in the MLS and the intensity against a little more faster than the USLC. Although some USLC teams can smack an MLS, you know, some MLS team. Um, so, you know, but you still have a lot of quality in the MLS. And uh, with Miami, Miami always have like a really good team. So playing against this MLS team for me, it was like, you know, yes, they were better, but the difference wasn't that huge. And OT, I would, I would love to know, who's the best player you've ever faced? The best player I ever faced? Maximilian uh, never in practice. My- <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, no, OT with one body and I was gone, man. That's, this guy, man. Yes, yeah. that's, that's funny. Um, I mean, in the top league, what's that kid? Uh, the number 10 for Atlanta United. Um, um, Miguel, Miguel. yeah, Miguel, yeah, Miguel Almiron, yeah, yeah. When he changed his, when he, the, when he changed his speed, it's ridiculous how fast he moved. The goal to score against us, on um, one of the goals, I think it was the first or second goal, he ran straight from the middle. The center got the ball from the center field and just ran past all of us. 
like squid down the middle. Nobody could catch him with the ball. <laughs> and it was just, it was ridiculous. And then also, um, there was a kid, I don't know, the, um, the right back for um, Minnesota. I don't know if he's still there. For Minnesota United, I played against him because I was playing the left fullback. He was playing right back. It's just mm-hmm. rapid. Just rapid. And, you know, and I did my best. I kept it with him, but it's just with the system we played to and with his ability, his fitness, and his just being on that level, being the kind of player he is, it was just really tough against him because it was like chasing a train up and down the whole time. <laughs> so it was just, you know, it was crazy. But it was a good experience. Flo, you probably have a question, right? There's like one question that that I I really wanna I really wanna know. So like uh, I, I looked you up, of course, a little bit, you know, before um, I did my Google research. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I and I was wondering, you're not playing on the Liberian national team yet. Is that not yet. like, is that like the big goal to represent um, your country? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, it is a goal, you know. So it's it's in the process. It's a uh, You know, again, you know, you sometimes you have to be patient and just um, take it one step at a time. So we we in the process, me and Max and, um, you know, the people in Liberia, we we in the process of working something out. So hopefully, hopefully it works out. Um, you know, it would be nice if it does. And I would rather, you know, I would I would love to do it. But then again, you know, if it doesn't, then it's just, you know, it's something that maybe wasn't meant to happen. But, you know, it would be lovely if it does. But we're working on it. It will, it will, guys. Now that 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 there was COVID, um, things were a bit in rest. You know, yeah. OT couldn't just go there. And but um, if you look at the Liberian national team, I mean, yeah. if you look at the players, they are that's why they have that's good why. quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, but OT has the but OT. You're at that level, you know, and yeah, yeah, we all 100%. know that, right? We were, yeah. For, for, and um, that's something we're gonna work on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of the kids playing for the team, my friends, I played with when I was little. So it's not like I'm oh, really I know, yeah, I know about six or seven players on the national team. So that's not, you know, I know the starting number six. I know the wingers. I know the defense, like eight. So I know quite a bit of players on the team that I played with when I was a kid. And there's, you know, like I can, I can, I can represent. So I'm just waiting for the call. Up. Yeah. Man, f- yeah, I think, fingers I crossed! Think... Like, I, I really hope you make it, and I, I believe you make it, and you're playing at a great team right now, great league. So, yeah, sh- shouldn't be too long. Hopefully, not too long. Just waiting. I think they might have a camp coming up in April, so we'll see April, May, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, OT is at the level. I mean, if you look at the squad, a lot of the guys actually play at a similar level to the USL Championship. Some play higher some even a little bit lower so um no i think i think we're ready there and i think that's going to come up and i was going to ask um ot i don't know if flo asked you this already what's your um what's your ambition for this season and and for the future and um yeah first that's my first question well i think um for the season you know we just came like last season was a very tough season for us uh at miami um but for this season i mean we we looking to win a championship man we We have a squad to do that, and we hope we can, uh, you know, we can make that happen, um, win the championship, and uh, you know, try to probably win the national as well. So hopefully, we can make that happen, and it looks like we can. We have the squad to do that. Um, ambitious, well, I'm just, you know, I want, I want to go to the next level. You know, I want to go to the next level. I want to play 
in another higher league. But again, it comes, it doesn't happen with wanting, so it happens with working hard towards it, you know. So it's just about me um, staying focused, working hard towards, you know, going to the next level and also enjoying the process, enjoying where I am right now, appreciating where I am. Exactly. So just playing, playing, playing ball, enjoying this and work hard, stay humble and uh, try to make it to the next level. If you had, if you had to give one advice to, to young players out there, um, to college players out there, or, you know, U18s, U17s, even U10s, like, um, what's your advice, you know, when you've, when you've, when you're playing at this level, when, when you see what it, what it takes, um, what's your advice to the young guys out there? Man, for the young, for the young guys who wants to play, um, you know, playing the professionals. I always tell people, I mean, it, again, it's based on my, you know, it's based on my experience and the way it worked out for me. Um, you know, again, make sure you take your education serious. That's number one. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you know, this doesn't last forever and you have to be realistic about it. Um, you know, sometimes you play until 35. Sometimes you play, if you're 17, you play until 17, get injured, and can't play no more. So take your education serious. Um, also, soccer watches, be consistent, work hard, try to improve every day on the little things that, you know, you need to get to the next level. Um, be humble, um, be consistent, enjoy the process. Every step on the way, you know, to the top, you have to enjoy it and uh, just don't wish, you know, just don't wish things away and try to rush to get to the top without enjoying the little steps that get you there, you know. That's you know that would be my big advice. Stay humble, man. Anything you do, stay humble. That's my guy. Don't work hard. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, and one one question I really and I ask OT this sometimes when we're just chatting is OT, how do you do it when you're the underdog in a team? Like you know, like when you came to Miami, you were an underdog. Um, how do you stay mentally strong when you see all these guys that played in the MLS and and um, you know? How, how do you do it when you, when you come into a team full of kind of stars? I mean, last year, Miami for the USL championship was a team of, yeah, basically stars, like a lot of top, top level players with massive experience. How did, how did, how do you deal with it mentally? Um, like I kind of know what that you, that you're able to deal with it, but maybe if you can give me your, your tips, we've never spoken about it so much in detail. So, yeah, Max. So the first thing you need to understand and there's a pose, Pros and cons for being the honor dog, right? So the I tell you the the, the um the, the con is you know you're afraid um you you know you're playing among really good players, you're afraid of making mistakes, and you're afraid to do certain things, and you're afraid of what they're gonna say to you, and you know you just in that environment you're new, you know it's just like you want to um you want to showcase yourself, but you have to do it in a way where you know it's not like offending, like you know. All of you know, all the players around, but then there's the post part of it, which is almost similar to the coin. Is because well, you know that you're the underdog, so who cares if you make mistake, you're the underdog, so you might as well, you might as well play with free, you know, you might as well play freely. So, um, so the way I did it was I know I wanted, you know, I know first of all that they would look at me when I got to Miami, they would look at me half, oh, he's from college, don't worry about him, and I had like this mindset that you know yes i'm from you know i'm from college but i know i can compete against you and you know so if y'all look down on me i'm gonna prove you're wrong you know i'm gonna step up i'm gonna work hard and get on your level and even above your level and just you know focus on what i need to do you know so that i can earn the respect that I, you know i deserve 
So that's, you know, that's one way I was looking at it and I just work hard. And, and what I did was also I kind of learned from them, you know, I was playing with them, but also learning from them, also noticing what they did, the speed. You know, the first time I got to Miami, one thing that was different for me was the speed of play and the intensity. The quality was different as well. But how fast they were moving the ball, pop, pop, you just the ball just keep moving really quick. One touch, two touch, one touch, two touch. And so you learn that, you get it, you know, I try to adapt quickly. And so when I did those things and, you know, everything started falling into place and just thinking mentally, I was like, you know, I just prepared myself mentally. You, you know, you have players who will come at you in practice or, you know, shout at you because you're the underdog. But sometimes you, sometimes it comes from a good place. And so you just have to take it for, you know, don't, don't, don't let it really get to you. You just have to take it and you know, take it as, you know, maybe the shouting for the right reason, you know, and not, and not focus on, on the, uh, the negative part of it. Because if you do, what happens is, it kind of like drop your confidence, you know? So it's like being confident and not focusing so much on the negative. It's just working on your mental strength and not listening to too much outside noises and believing in yourself and what you can do, knowing that you can do it if you keep working hard. Yeah, perfect. Like, <laughs> I, I, there's nothing I could ever add to that. Like, this, um, I think that's uh, also a perfect advice for... For every player that that wants to take the next step and maybe has some tryouts or something, because we all know that a tryout is always a bit uh, scary, yeah, a bit intimidating. It is, it is, man. <laughs> tryouts are always intimidating, you know. Now that's something um that I really respect, like um about UOT is um. That even though you're a pro footballer, you're still coaching, you're still tutoring because you're always thinking about the future. You're always thinking about the next steps and you always want to support yeah. your wife as, as much as possible and, um, and your family. And I think, honestly, man, full respect. And yeah, maybe that's yeah. also an interesting question, OT, because, you know, obviously you could, you could only live off football if you wanted to. Right. But um, what motivates you to, to coach as well on the side and what motivates you to tutor as well? I think for me, it's mostly about giving back, man. Uh, you know, I have, the, I have the skills to do it. I believe I have the skills to do it. And I've learned, you know, went through the school process. And, you know, so giving back to the kids in these is, um, is what motivates me. I know that there are people out there that need it. You know, these kids, you know, um, you know, when I go to them, it's not, I'm not just a tutor, I'm also a mentor to them, you know, I'm just being there and helping them with whatever they need, yeah. you know, it makes me happy and, and I like doing it and coaching again, soccer, man, soccer is my whole life, I enjoy soccer, I enjoy, you know, whatever I've learned over my life's fine with soccer, I like to give back to the kids, to the next generation, um, kids who wants to do the same as me, and so teaching them the, uh, the basic, the fundamentals, um, the foundation, and even, you know, just whatever the need is always exciting for me. And just knowing that they enjoy it and they're happy. It's what motivates me to want to do it. Everything, yeah, that's nice. everything Max told me about you is like 100% true. You know, like the first impression yeah. I had of you just from Max telling me, like uh, you totally confirmed that. And like, I can just, um, yeah, say what Max said. Like you're... Um, so far, from what I know, you're you're an amazing yeah. you're an amazing person. You're a great player, and 
yeah, it just shows that that you're actually that um, that humble, um, that that professional that still that still is humble and tries to give back and supports the community. You, you know where you where you came from. You you had a long a long journey behind you to to make it that far, and yeah. you're still not at the end of the road. Like there's still great things to come up. Yeah, yeah, man. It's always, it's always like for the young ones, man. It's always, it's always good to give back to the community, whatever you can do, man. And you know, that's how, that's how I have been throughout even my college days. You know, just volunteering and doing the things to help other people. You know, doing your best out there and whatever skills you can give back, whatever you can do for other people, just do it, do your best. And I, and and also, didn't you always used to um send back kits and stuff to, to Liberia from the college teams and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. I actually just sent a huge load of package to, uh, to Liberia from Miami FC. I just nice. sent a huge, yeah, awesome. yeah. Huge, a massive package, but they're going to love it when they get it. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, it's, it's really exciting when you see, you know, you see the smile on the face when they receive those things, knowing that, you know, they can afford it and, you know, you can do that for them and make somebody else happy. Give that send uh, what I did was, you know, Yano's one of my teammates. Um, yeah. He gave me like eight pairs of his um his uh, Puma boots and I sent all of them. So they're going to wow. love it. It's going to oh, be amazing, amazing, you know. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah. Yeah. I know, that's really so. kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I asked them. I asked the team to give me materials. And so when they gave it to me, I just sent it to them. Just, you know, just try to help. Man, what that's a legend. Awesome. Dude. That's amazing. Man. Yeah. But I think it's nice that your teammates as well um, support the project and and support you know and and say like you know here's some boots here's this I think yeah, you're, yeah. you're you're not just helping you're also you know creating something within your team that that they, that allows them to help out as well and and give back well, I think yeah. that's really nice yeah, and, yeah uh, for sure man one thing that um that um OT's really bad at and that I'm better than him at is FIFA. So um, don't don't let don't let him tell you anything like anything he says right now. He's lying. Every time we used to play against each other, the big showdowns after our food in the cafe, hey, OT hey, would, Max, would lose. No chance. Hey, Max, you see, Max, lucky I don't have the. I lost my old phone. I could have sent you the video right now so you can watch it. Max called him the best FIFA player on camera. <laughs> 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 he used to get so bad that we'll have a FIFA tournament over the weekend. And yes, he's right. He's he's better than me when it comes to FIFA. He's better. He's a good player, but you know, sometimes like he hit losing. So when I beat him, and then we have to do this where you call somebody say, Oh, he's the best FIFA player on camera. Max will be sorting. <laughs> he hit the best FIFA player. No, actually, bro, I don't know if you remember, but actually I was like one of like you, Gustavo, Nelson were all better than me. Me and even Q, like bro, I was the worst. But um, <laughs> once we played at his house and we were in his in his in his room and he beat me and then we said, okay, whoever loses has to has to film the other no, whoever wins films the other guy and he has to look in the camera and say like <laughs> OT is the king of FIFA. <laughs> and I was raging, man. OT has that video of me being like, OT is the king of FIFA. <laughs> Can you get that video, OT? Do you still have man, that? Man, I, 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 try, I try looking for it so many times because I just want to post it somewhere so yeah. I can see it. <laughs> I can't find it, man. I love it. Oh, I would love to see that video.
Yeah, Oti, no, I, I just really appreciate your time. I'm very, very happy that we could make that happen. And uh, it was awesome to get the insight from you. And Yeah, for, sh for sure, man. Man, Floyd, it was nice meeting you, man, for sure. Um, you know, it's a pleasure doing this for you and for Max as well. So, you know, I enjoy and thank you guys for having me. No. Yeah. Then teach teach these kids some some tackles some slide tackles hey i always teach them what, what you're gonna do what you're gonna do you to do too. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I, that's what you guys unites you guys is the slide tackles man now i now i know you guys are both crazy tacklers man and hey, i gotta tell you about the game we play on, on uh, saturday nipples Smacking these kids, Max. <laughs> Left and right. <laughs> you see, you saw my Instagram. Saw my Instagram. No. Uh, you saw my Instagram story. I posted one of the pictures of the kid holding his hair on the ground, waiting for a 50-50 ball. So um, definitely for good to meet you, OT. For sure, nice to meet you, I'll Max. Call you take tonight, care yourself, yeah? man. I'll call you tonight about the game and everything. All right. All right, for sure, for sure. Later. Take care, boss man. See you later. Bye right. bye. Bye bye. See you. Bye. Bye bye. Yeah, awesome insights from OT. Max, thank you very much for, for bringing him on the pod and introducing us. Um, everything you said to me before um, about OT is 100% uh, true. Um, I mean, of course, it's just a short first impression. Um, we talked a little bit longer than um, we have here on the pod. But yeah, uh, great guy, super humble. And uh, yeah, he... He went through through a lot, um, had a long journey um, to come where he is right now. And uh, this will def definitely not be the end, right? Like he has still um, big plans and huge potential. So uh, fingers crossed he's going to take the next step soon. Absolutely. I, I think um, that, you know, witnessing OT's career, um, he probably has one of the most exciting soccer stories that I've ever personally heard, um, not, not just witnessed. Um, and what I can say is that what you heard on the pod, that's exactly how he is in, in real life as well. Um, I mean, the most generous and hardworking and, and humble person out there. Um, just, yeah, I think if I remember back, you know, um, he would never be shaken by a bad practice, by a bad game. He always put education first, so he would even miss practice sometimes because he had classes. And, um, you know, he didn't have to miss like, uh, practice for that, but um, he was always so focused on, on, his, on his chemistry classes. I used to make fun of him a bit <laughs> about that. But, um, no, I respect him with, with all my heart, man. This guy is unreal, honestly, and um, he deserves everything that he's received in, in the sense, and um, he worked it, he earned it. So, um. I'm just excited, man, to see where this journey goes. I'm excited to, to unfortunately, the game next week won't be, or this week won't be uh, against Inter Miami, won't be streamed or the other preseason games. But Flo, we should definitely watch um, his first USL championship game together. Um, I don't know who it's going to be against, but um, it's going to be coming up soon. And um, I think, I think you, would, you would really enjoy it, Flo, and, um, and, um, and just love it. Yeah, just watching OT on the pitch and, it's always exciting, man, because uh, he's he's one hell of a player. Yeah, so let's let's uh, 
make a plan once that pandemic is over and we are allowed to travel again <laughs> we're gonna go to miami and watch him play absolutely man and we need a jersey man ot you need to send us some two new jerseys man i only yeah. have the old <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um max thank you for today um ot thank you again that you had the time for us in your um busy schedule and yeah i think that's that's it for today for today's episode and next week we're gonna have another very very exciting guest um that yeah no one might uh, expect so yeah it's that time of the day that time of the week uh, that time of the season the 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 month the pod um it's that time of of that time it's it's <laughs> your turn to do the honors to blow the final whistle and um and yeah guys that was episode three for you overtime um and yeah flo which referee do you want to be today Luigi Colina. Till next week, guys. Okay, let's see what you got. Legends. <laughs>